1: Welcome to the face episode 82 your favorite wrestling podcast is finally back I'm Chris Rucker with my boy Marty Vasquez fresh off the hill well not fresh off the hills a week off the hills of Wrestlemania 36 of us not going to Tampa of coronavirus being a punk bitch the whole nine Marty how's your week been Uh, my week
0: has been pretty Lackluster, I guess. Up and down, hanging out at a home, um, getting over the fact that I was supposed to be at Florida all week and Disney World and Universal Studios and Hogwarts, Harry Potter World, and I mean, I would have been getting home like yesterday. Um, but other than that, and the state telling us that we're going to be on quarantine for another additional month, um, it's been kind of a very sonder kind of day, the week, just kind of getting by, um watching wrestling. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch any wrestling until yesterday. It's just like, even that has kind of gone away. It's like, oh, I need to watch tonight. It's like, eh, I'll get to it when I get to it, kind of thing. um but other than that, it's Easter week, so happy Easter to you and your family and all of you out there listening. I hope you guys had a good Easter weekend. Um, hope the week's been going well, and hope that you guys are doing well as well, um, despite everything going on in the crazy world that we live in.
1: So there's all kind of other stuff that is positive with this. There's a big sale on WWE Shop last week, and I bought a belt. Did I tell you about that? Have we talked about
0: that since? We we, we mentioned it, but we we uh, didn't not talk, we didn't talk about it on air. No. But we yeah,
1: I bought a WWE Intercontinental Classic version with the black strap, the Legends logo, and I fucking love it. Those belts are normally 400 bucks. I got it for $200 on WWE Shop. Um, I'm in a group on Facebook that's like a belt group, and apparently I missed this. There was an Amazon sale on WWE titles like guys were getting the uk version title for like 174 dollars free shipping i was like shit and and the uk title is not one that i talk about a lot but that title's dope like it's i think it's better than the the network logo title that i do have like wwe world title universal title that uk title is the shit and they were selling that motherfucker for 175 free shipping and it was legit but uh i got a belt Friday night, you know, I tried to call Marty and Marty didn't answer the phone when I called him. First of all, I didn't get no call from you Friday night. So, what are you talking about? Bullshit. Um, hold on. I,
0: I'm gonna, you and Pete hold on, both. Hold on. I am going to say this right now. I didn't get a call from you Friday night because Friday night I went to my girlfriend's house and we had Easter dinner that night. Um, the reason why I didn't get your call that night is because you called the wrong phone number. So, when I got home. And the next morning, so yesterday morning when I look at my phone, my work number, I'm like, what the fuck did Rucker call me for? Well, he didn't call me. Because it usually goes through both phones. Um, but it didn't. It only went through the the work phone, and I leave that at home because so I don't need it right now because it's basically... <laughs> I'm blocked on everything, so I can't get no emails or messages. Or anything, so I'm like, fuck it. Let's leave this here then. Um, so I didn't even get to see that you, I had a missed call until like later yesterday.
1: Well, shit. I called the number that I text because I... Now, when I call you, I always go to the text message, and then I go to options and call. Yeah, but usually so when you know.
0: do that, it usually gives you two, both number options then. I, I think you clicked it wrong. Because
1: cause usually you know usually
0: you do call me on my regular number, but that, I didn't see that one until um, the next day, because that one popped up on my work phone.
1: Well, the reason I called you was because I was on Zoom with Dez and Jay from Talkamania. My wife was there. Their wives were there tequila was involved they were smoking and drinking and it was it was fun sounds we did like that for i
0: missed like on a fan fucking time
1: it was it was actually really fun we uh
0: i was on the road because because i uh you you messaged me and said so, i don't know why you didn't text me but you messaged me on twitter you know
1: because that's the only thing you answer bullshit when i text you you bullshit. never answer bullshit i always You're like a social you. media whore I like if i want to get in you. touch with you I do it on social media, and you answer right away. Bullshit. If I text you, I might not hear from you for like three days.
0: You haven't even te- you haven't. I – first of all, I texted you last. And I answered mine, though. No, you did it. I texted you like beginning of the week. I texted you, text you on Tuesday, and I didn't get a response back until I texted you yesterday about what time we are recording today. What did so you then? text
1: me on Tuesday?
0: <laughs> I'm not going to talk was about it,
1: it. Was it important?
0: I mean, it was, it was kind of funny if you ask me.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it didn't deserve a response. I mean, you know, I chuckled. You could have got
0: giving me a little ha ha <laughs> chuckle button on that reaction post, Dick. Uh, first of all, I don't. I always answer your text messages. It's your phone calls, I don't always answer because I don't always damn get lie. them. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, oh, <laughs> I didn't get that until I was driving, and I got a uh, a DM from you about jumping on. I'm like, shit, I'm driving right now. And then, yeah, I saw that. I got so an I email. Told, I actually told them that. And then I got an email from, uh, or that message from, from um, I don't know if it was Jay or Dez, probably Jay, uh, jumping on. And I'm like, I'm driving right now, I can't. So, like, damn it, you guys could have told me this a little while ago. I'm like,
1: oh, We yeah, didn't I know. Ain't. See, let me tell you what happened. What happened was I was supposed to get on uh, the chick Foley like lounge thing they were doing. They were doing like a happy hour um, at 8 o'clock. And for whatever reason, this is crazy too, because he sent me the <laughs> screenshot of his message he sent me. He sent me the the group number and all that and the password that goes along with it. But on my end all it was was the group number. So when I tried to go into the meeting it was like you need a password. And then I hit him I'm like, "Hey, what's the password?" And I guess he thought I was like joking or whatever cuz on his end he sent sent it to me. So he sent something back that wasn't the password. And then the next day he's like, "What happened?" I'm like, "You never gave me a fucking password." <laughs> and he sent me a screenshot and I sent him one on my end. His had, like, the password is one message and the group number is the next. All I got was the group number. So, like, technology you, sucks. You're going to get that password, like, a week from now. And you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah, I know, right? And then um, I sent Jay a message, I think. He just asked what he was doing. He's like, I'm on Zoom. I was like, oh, cool. Let's, let's do that when you get done. He's like, well, I'm with, you know, some people. You can jump in this if you want. I'm like, well, I'm just sitting here in front of the computer, like, with this new Terramana tequila that The Rock made kind of drunk long day at work I didn't get home till like 7 so I was like whenever you get a chance let's do it so he jumped on his wife was in there so I called my wife in Dez ended up coming on with his wife we talked for like an hour and a half two hours just like shooting the shit well then I'm
0: gonna and, I am glad i did not jump in cause that would've been the fucking like six man wheel and I'm like hey guys yeah, I'm just gonna get drunk you guys talk I'm, I'm gonna get drunk well, I, I'm, mean, I would've been fucking Hangman Page I should have been sitting <laughs> in Hangman Page style <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, we all know your girlfriend's not with you. Like, we're all married and live together, so. No, I know. That's cool. I was actually on my way to her,
0: but I couldn't really do that from her house. Yeah. But it was a
1: good time. Uh, so what you're saying is we, that
0: we needed to have a boots-to-face hosted happy hour every week.
1: I mean, not every week. Like, I was really hungover yesterday. I, mean, I, I, didn't, say, I didn't say
0: plastered hour. I said happy hour.
1: Well, I mean, I'm an alcoholic, so <laughs> okay. when I drink, I drink, like. I don't drink tequila, and that rock tequila was good. Dude, and I made it's like delicious. A, I made a, uh, I had a tequila sunrise, oh. a couple of them. By a couple, I mean like almost three quarters of the bottles gone. And my wife doesn't really drink a lot, so she didn't really drink a lot of it. But we both drank, and we were feeling good. It was a lot of fun. It's a, it's a cool little thing to do, you know. I, we, you know, much like the world. It was never taken advantage of to do stuff like that when you got friends from people that are all across the globe. So that was a it was a different and fun thing to do. Just sitting there shooting the shit. I mean, we do lines. that shit
0: every week, but
1: you know, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, just, I talk to you every week. I'm talking about people I don't talk to every week. I'm just and giving we're not you shit. drunk. Every, we're not drunk every week because, like, like today, you haven't even said anything about the magic drinking word.
0: Well, I was about to. When you, when you intro your favorite podcast, I'm like, also Santana Garrett's, but I saw, I thought you were drinking water. So I'm like, ah, fuck it.
1: No, it's vodka and sprite. Oh man.
0: shit! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well then, never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> drinking water. What kind of fucking fruitcake do you think I am?
0: You have a fucking like a, uh, you have a tumbler, man. It was clear as hell. I was like, oh okay, he's just drinking. He's, yeah, because no way he's drinking vodka.
1: It's because I don't want to spill it. Like it's got a little cap on it that oh, closes guys, in case I cup. knock it over. Oh. Yeah. Hey man, make fun all you want, but it's spill proof. Fuck it's you.
0: Okay, man. I have I have all my all my cups I use. I have my Yetis You have the toppers on them. I have my tumblers and everything like
1: that too. I got you. I got you. Exactly. Eventually, we're going to get to some wrestling talk, but if you want Marty, drop the uh, the get at uses and whatnot. Tell everybody where they can find us, and there's a sale on pro wrestling tees.
0: Oh snap! Well, you can find us on Instagram at boot to the face underscore, as well as on Twitter at boot to the face. And both of those are utilizing the number two. Um, you can also find us at prowrestlingtees.com slash boot to the face. And as my coach just mentioned, there is a sale going on right now. So what better time to get you some really cool wrestling shirts, as well as some boots to the face T shirts that go ahead and wear a year away. Might as well get started looking for some t-shirts for next year's WrestleMania. Um, not through WrestleMania, not through pro wrestling teaser or anything like that, but I already found my WrestleMania t-shirt for next year. And mm. I'm about to order it. <clears throat> uh, it's going to be pretty, it's pretty, pretty awesome. I like it. I think it's cool. Um, no wrestlers on it, nothing like that, but it's a WrestleMania shirt. So, uh, other than that, you can find us anywhere you download podcasts, iTunes, Google play, iHeart, Spotify, Spreakers, our home is fullpressradio.com. Um, you can, and anywhere else that you might find podcasts, we're probably there. Just search wrestling or search to the face, pull us up, like us, subscribe us, rate us, review us, share us with all your friends and family, and we'd appreciate it greatly.
1: Uh, I think I just became a fan of MJF. Oh, you're a dick. And I just sent you're you just- the reason why. Oh, son of a bitch. But uh, if this, gonna make that was drinking. sarcasm, but kind of not. Um, like Marty said, WrestleMania t-shirt week. We want to thank everybody that participated, uh, everybody that helped us get the word out too many people to name. It was a lot of fun. It was I, cool. I feel like the first two weeks I, I mentioned everybody that popped up
0: and everybody, that was the people that were continuing on. Um, there might've been a few people that jumped jumping afterwards and I didn't get their names. I do apologize, but yeah, there was a lot of people this year.
1: Awesome to see. Yeah. So, thanks to everybody that did that that was a lot of fun. We'll try to make it bigger and better next year. Um WrestleMania, like we said is in the rearview mirror. We got some AEW stuff to talk about. We got a lot to talk about and we will start all of our wrestling talk after the 60-second break. It's Boot to the Face. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Boot to the Face episode 82. Your after WrestleMania hangover edition coronavirus the whole nine and let's talk a little bit about wrestlemania marty first off we talked about this with talkamania so if you listen to both shows then you'll probably hear some retraded info or it might change because i was kind of drunk after that um what'd you think about it marty how'd you like the two-day event
0: um i liked it a lot i did not mind that it was two days <clears throat> um I thought there, I th- the outcomes on one day were a little bit op- lot off from what I was hoping was going to happen. There were some surprises, um, but as far as like two nights, I was biggest concern was that they were going to go like six hours each night, and they only went like three, three and a half each night. So that even I'm, I don't have a problem with that. That that's that's okay. Um, if you're watching it at home. Now, if you have to go to two nights events like that, it's not even then it's not too bad. If you had to go sit in this inner arena for 8 hours each day, that would get tiresome. But 3 hours each day, I thought it was it was pretty cool. I enjoyed the shows. Um I thought it's a lot better than I expected it was going to be.
1: I can agree with uh with that. I did enjoy, I actually enjoyed it a lot more. I'm more a of a um... I like in-ring, and I love the wrestling and all that. But one of the reasons I'm not a big New Japan guy and ROH guy is because there's not a lot of story in it, I guess. There's not a lot of drama. It's just wrestling. And after a while, a lot of wrestling, just back to back to back. Like, I get bored with it really easily. So breaking it up like this was good. As far as being at home, I don't mind the two nights. And we kind of talked about this on the after show. Do you think this was like a dry run for WWE to try to go after a two-night WrestleMania event from here on out? And I before don't Before you answer, I'm going to I'm I'm going to say watching it at home, if you're at home, which like millions of people are and only a few thousand get to go to WrestleMania, then you'll probably be the ma- majority that says, "Yeah, fuck it. Do two nights, 3 hours, like I can do that." as opposed to the people that are going to be going there that would rather just do it the one night. And I'll get into that after you give your answer, but how how do you feel about the two nights and if they're going to do it going forward?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, to go on that, you know, two nights being at home, I think it's fantastic. There's one reason why I love wrestle kingdom the way it is. I'm not in Japan so I can watch it two nights at, you know, midnight each morning and enjoy them. So I'm okay with that. Um, I don't think this is gonna be a dry run I think they might consider it um, they may even consider it next year just because of the fact that they have a lot to recoup over this last year uh, as a business side of it it's understandable but long term wise I don't think it's something that's sustainable I don't th- I think that you know if they do it then they'll have to get rid get rid of the takeover I mean if they do because if they do take over Friday night and then WrestleMania night one, that's my night has so three nights of WWE, uh, it's not going to happen because the WrestleMania weekend is. There's a lot of other events and, and companies that are doing shows at the same time, and those are shows that you don't normally get to see often. So because of that, people are going to go to those other shows as well, and you're not gonna, you're going to spread your time out trying to capitalize and monopolize the the viewing and the the tickets, but you're going to end up probably blowing yourself you know a hole in your foot because. Everyone's going to go to those other places, and you're not going to get as many ticket sales as you expected to. You know, you may get, you may drop down to maybe fifty forty five to fifty thousand people each day. You're not going to get that hundred thousand. I mean, guess at the end of the day, it rounds out. But the fees that's going to go to rent both rent the venues for both nights and the payments and all that—that that, that's double the charge. You know what I mean? So as business stars wise, it's going to be it'd be good idea to do it because you're going to bring in some more revenue, but maybe not enough to make it productive or as, as successful as they want it to be. Um, I I just don't see it happening. I, I think that long term wise they can throw it here and there, but it's not an every year function that they need to do or they should do.
1: I think the opposite. I think if they were to do it two nights, like ROH is usually Saturday night, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Super card of honor. I think Super Card of Honor will probably move to Friday night or Thursday night and go up against NXT or some of the other smaller shows. So then the smaller shows like Joey Janela, <coughs> Spring Break, and all that, they'll have to move back a day. So now all your WrestleMania stuff is going to start starting on like Monday. Like it'll start the same day as WrestleMania T-shirt week. So now you got to get to whatever city that is that Monday and stay until the following Monday. All because of this one day that WrestleMania is trying to take over they don't give a shit because they're still going to get their money but it's going to affect all of the other smaller shows which could be the point of all of it me myself personally i'm of the ilk where you know we've talked about this before if i'm going to go to la next year and wrestlemania's two days then i don't know how i'm going to handle it because i'm not getting tickets for wrestlemania both nights i'm not going both nights so now you know again me personally what happens if becky roman kofi eo shirai you know all of my favorite people are on saturday but i bought the ticket for sunday because the tickets went on sale in november and i'm thinking well you know all the big shit's gonna happen on sunday let me get tickets for sunday and they're all on saturday night now i'm flying across the damn country and not seeing the people that i want to see perform at wrestlemania because they're not going to announce what day hell they didn't this year We didn't know who was performing on what day until the music came. Yeah, so, and it was pre recorded. They could have told you what it was, which I don't mind. Like, I like to know, I like to not know what match, what order the matches are in. But if I'm flying across the country, I want to know, like, am I going to see my favorites this day? So, and as far as uh, all the other smaller shows, like, if it comes down to it, I'm picking WrestleMania over all of those other ones. And I know I'm not in the minority with that one. Like people on the internet will tell you, oh, I'd rather go to Supercard of Honor and I'd rather do this than go to WrestleMania. Yeah, you're full of shit. If you're going all the way across the country, you're going to WrestleMania. All that other stuff is extra. You can say all that shit online that you want to and tell everybody you would pick ROH and you would pick New Japan and you would pick CZW and all that. No, the hell you wouldn't. You're going to watch them on $10 on iPay-Per-View. The week after to see what happens you're taking your ass to wrestlemania and you can lie to me and everybody else all you want but we all know the truth yeah
0: and that that's that's the hard thing there because i am a rh guy <clears throat> and like this year i was strongly considering going to supercard this year because the card was looking stacked as fuck this year um you know it was gonna be a big card and like, Hold last on, let year- me let
1: me let me cut you off and ask you all right same card same everything WrestleMania is two nights, though, in Tampa. Where are you going?
0: Not knowing the card. Like, say we don't know what's happening either night.
1: Yeah, but you got I, you if got, got the money. you if got I got the tickets to both
0: events and WrestleMania ends up being two nights, no card has been listed, I'm going to WrestleMania. Because at the end of the day, my my ticket loss was $50 for Supercard compared to a couple hundred dollars for WrestleMania.
1: Well, I'm saying take take all that out of it. I'm saying you got a choice. You can pay... Prices are even. You're going to pay the same amount, same seat, all that. I know that's unbelievable, but we're just saying, which one are you choosing? Are you going to ROH or are you going to WrestleMania? Uh,
0: that would be, a, that. to be honest with you, that would probably be a daytime decision. Um, <clears throat> if I'm going to WrestleMania both nights, uh, then I might go to Ring of Honor one night, if it's the same night, especially if it's a card this year. The card this year was going to be a big card um and i was actually looking really forward to enjoying that man that card this year um at the end of it i probably i would have ended up going to wrestlemania just because it is wrestlemania and probably would have been there with more people so would have been, made the event even better just because you the environment is better whereas if i were to go to ring of honor I'd probably be going by myself um uh, for that reason uh, so that that kind of takes away from it, too, because when you go to these events like these big weekends like that, it's all about the environment. It's about the the, the electricity that's going around and the people you're with. You know, you don't want to get stuck sitting in, you know, behind somebody who's obnoxious as fuck and annoys the shit out of you, uh, whether it be <laughs> at a bar or two you nights You would have been sitting
1: with somebody like that this year because I plan on getting drunk as shit. Uh, and if Becky would have lost to Shayna, I would have showed my ass. But she didn't. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> so no
0: i mean when it comes down to i probably would still would have chose our our, Ringo, our wwe but it would have been hard um with a car like this year now you would ask me six months ago it would have been like oh no that's no, no question it's WWE's no no question about it and that's the problem that ring of honor didn't start showing up a card until like a month before
1: so let's get into wrestlemania we're not going to go over the entire card because there was like 47 matches i think
0: it was only 16. So we'll, it was
1: only we'll just, do, we'll just do each day, and we'll pick match of the night, your favorite winner of the night, and who stole the show of that night. And we'll start with Saturday. Um, I'll go first because I just threw this on you, and I just thought of it. My match of the night on Saturday was KO and Rollins. Like, I love that match. Um, I loved all the shit talking, like we talked about with Talkamania on the after show. That's one thing that I hope they keep taking advantage of is the fact that you. And that PG rating right went out the window on WrestleMania. Like, them some bitches were cut. <laughs> did Rollins call KO a fat piece of shit or he something sure, like that? He or? sure. After he threw his ass out, <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> and then KO told him, like, you'll always be a little bitch. Like,. That's some shit you say to a motherfucker you don't like. That's not pro wrestling. That's like if if we throwing hands and I get you on the ground, like I'm calling you everything while I'm doing it. So I like that. Um, that match in itself was good. I went back and watched it, and I said on the post show, like they clearly edited Ko climbing up that damn sign. Yes, they did. I was uh, right. Like there's uh, no way his big ass got on top of that sign that fast.
0: You gotta remember, <clears throat> it probably wasn't scaffolding. They probably had a fucking ladder or staircase back
1: there. Okay. He still didn't get up there. Ah, He got up there. He could barely get to the top rope that damn fast. (laughs) (laughs) You calling him a fat piece of shit too? Damn, (laughs) dude. (laughs) I'm channeling my inner Monday Night Messiah. Um, That match was fantastic. The finish of the night, the winner of the night, I love the fact that Becky won. Mainly because I know people are pissed off about it on social media. because I'm a big Becky fan. I don't want her to lose to some loser like Shayna Baszler. And that ties into something that we need to touch on a little bit later. One of your predictions that didn't happen, but the way social media is blowing up right now, it seems as if that is about to happen sometime soon. So we'll have to get into that. But I love the fact that Becky beat Shayna. I love the KO and Rollins match. And I thought the performer of the night on Saturday... I thought the performer tonight Saturday was Montez Ford and Bianca Belair, like the the combo of them. Um, that on was Saturday, Saturday right? night, wasn't that Saturday?
0: No, that was Sunday.
1: Oh, that was Sunday. Damn it! What all happened on Saturday? It Saturday so we had ago. we
0: had the Bliss and Cross versus the Warriors. We had Elias and Corbin. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, you don't have to go any further than that. Oscar, Oscar won <laughs> the performer tonight. She talked so much shit. That was such a good way to start off the WrestleMania stuff. Is was with Oscar just. Running her mouth in Japanese, and even though they lost, she uh she set the tone basically for the shit talking the rest of the night. I imagine she was like calling Alexa like you little bitty piece of shit, like Ko was doing <laughs> Ko and Rollins were doing. So that was my three for Saturday night. All right, so see, not, I'm not gonna lie,
0: uh, this you I had this all you told me, and I I already had him pictured out before you even started talking. Uh, but this is how I know that I had the right partner. For this show. Uh, my match tonight, and I even I said it that night that night of is uh, my the KO versus Seth Rollins was absolutely my match of the night. Like um I would even go as far I, I it's probably gonna be pretty close um to being it actually I'm not gonna lie, I think that might have been my match of the weekend, to be honest with you. Uh just because I it was a great the build-up between the two of them has been probably one of the best builds. Uh, on the roster, uh, on for for the card, and it, it feels like it's the most real too. Even though like Undertaker and AJ, they're literally getting personal about it all. You don't, you could tell that it's it's promo. You know, it, it's being worked that way. Whereas the the promos and end going on between KO and Seth, like that shit feels like when they when they say that shit, that shit's coming from their gut. Like <laughs> they're they're sending that shit from deep down inside. Like you know, when when Rollins is telling KO. like, you're a loser, dude. You're a failure. <laughs> like you're a fucking nobody, bro. Like you, you're, you're here because of me, you know. And, and it's just, it's like you could tell, like they, they feel that shit inside, and they let it out. Um, that was definitely my match of the night. Um, I was glad that Ko won, um, twice. Um, <clears throat> I was actually nervous when he called him back, in. You know, I was like, damn it, I had this win picked, and now he's gonna fucking get his head curb stomped and lose. Uh, but he didn't. It actually even got even better because KO just demolished his ass in the middle of that ring. Um, I was actually hoping that Seth would give him a curb stomp, and then KO would like kick out of a curb stomp because we haven't seen that happen before. Now I think that would have been, just elevated this even better. Um, my uh, the win of the night is Becky. Absolutely, I didn't want her to lose a belt, especially in the shanage, like you said. Uh, I wanted to have that title for as long as possible. She deserves it. Hell, I'm not gonna lie. I personally believe the women's division in WWE is where it's at today because of what she's done for the last 18 months. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff and a lot of people that have been doing a lot of things in the women's division. But when you look at it, she's been the head of that division for that for that long and doing it at a high caliber. She may not be the, the most polished and the, the best wrestler on the roster, but as far as like being well-rounded and what she brings to the table... There's nobody on that roster who does it at a better, higher level than she does. Uh,
1: can I she, can I add something to that real quick? Yeah. So I listen to a lot of other podcasts, and lately the pendulum has swung more against Becky than it was for her, like it was maybe a year ago. And one of the things they say is, you know, everybody thinks, but be- no, Becky fans, at least me, are that are realistic. I have never tried to push her as the best wrestler in the world. I was actually on um, the PW torches you me and wrestling with Cam Hawkins like almost almost two years ago, and he asked like who I thought was the most underused talent, and I said Becky, and he's like why? So when I went into it, it had nothing to do with her ring; it had everything to do with all the other shit that came along with it. She's decent in the ring. Like if it was a scale of one to ten, she's like a six and a half seven. I know that. Like I'm not trying to say she's a better wrestler than Charlotte or bailey or sasha or io but the total package that comes with it she's got everything else so much better than what they have that her in ring is just extra shit that goes along with it so for people that are like well becky's not that good in the ring and she only has good matches against other good opponents guess what if you give me stone cold steve Austin's top 10 matches of all time it's against hall of famers if you give me rick flair's top 10 matches of all time It's against Hall of Famers. Nobody's having great matches with Barry fucking Horowitz. Or, sorry about that, Barry Horowitz. if if you're listening. Like, you're my guy. I'll pat myself on the back in your honor. Nobody's having great matches with the Brooklyn Brawler. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's having great matches with other great performers. So that whole excuse that she can only have good matches with other good people is just a cop-out of you being, you know, a hater.
0: No, I absolutely agree. That's the thing. Like, she's, no one especially the two of us, have never said she's the best wrestler. Uh, Look at some of our favorite wrestlers. Steve Austin, um, The Rock. uh, There's a reason why she, look at who she's, like, as the legends go. Look who she's kind of attached herself to. Nobody's ever saying The Rock was the greatest wrestler in the ring. We all fucking know The Rock is not the greatest wrestler in the ring. He's fucking fantastic, but not the greatest wrestler. But what he does for that ring and for that promotion and for the industry is leaps and bounds above anybody else. With Steve Austin, there's times where he could be argued as one of the best wrestlers. But long, but over longevity of what he's done, he's not. He I love Steve Austin. He's my number one. But at the end of the day, there are better wrestlers out there than him. But the total package of what he brings to the ring... It's it's on a totally different level, and when you look at those people who are solid wrestlers, okay, that's what they got, but they usually suck on the mic. Look at those ones who are amazing on the mic; they may not be that great in the ring, but when you look at like at The Rock or at Steve Austin, or you look at uh, you know Becky Lynch. They mean they may be a little bit lower tier on one aspect, but they are so much higher on different elements that it raises their overall score up. You know what I mean? So it's fantastic. I here I love Jericho. You're not the biggest fan of Jericho. He I, I like think, Jericho. What? I just
1: don't like I I love Jericho. I okay. just I was more of a the Jericho Marks that were just getting on my nerves for a while there, so I took it out on the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller.
0: Like Jericho
1: I think he's an amazing ring performer. He's a he's
0: a fantastic wrestler. I mean, he's a fucking man of a thousand holds. I mean, come on.
1: 1001. 1004. I mean, one. Yeah, no, it was he's a thousand not Dean and four. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 1004. He's got you know and but and his mic skills are fucking phenomenal.
1: Seventy two of them were armbar. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but you know, it there's just things is like yeah, we know that they're not the greatest, but what they do overall is what build their value up. And that—that's where, you know, that's that's why they are where they are because they were told make something happen, elevate the division, make a name for yourself. And what has she done? Elevated the division, held the title, made a name for himself, and fucking ran the division.
1: Well, I'll, I'll even go a step further. I was thinking about this. I think I was talking to somebody about this. John Cena came back like a year and a half ago and obviously it wasn't Nick Ibella he was working with. Who was the woman superstar that he interacted with? Was it Charlotte or Sasha or, excuse me, or Bailey? No, it was Becky Lynch. Stone Cold Steve Austin comes back, like, on 316 day. Who's he interacting with? Is it any of them other women? No, it's Becky Lynch. Fox debuts on Raw. She's not even on, I mean, SmackDown debuts on, on Fox. She's not even on SmackDown. Who kicks off the show With The Rock, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. The the, the most electrifying man in the world.
0: Like, let's be honest. In the fucking world.
1: So, yeah. She might not be able to drop toehold the way you like it. Or she might not have a snap as good on her arm bar. But everything else adds up. And as a total package, she's far and away the best one in the WWE. Besides Sasha Banks. First of all,
0: Sasha may have her
1: a little bit better. Okay, a a lot
0: better at the wrestling portion.
1: Okay, I was gonna say now, but
0: everything else—the persona, the character—and Sasha's character is fantastic. No, it's not. It's over. It's done, dude. It's done. You just don't like her. Her her mic skills are so horrendous. Mm. It's oh, dude.
1: Her mic skills and Becky's ring skills are about the same. No,
0: they're not. No, they're (laughs) not. No, that's. (laughs) <laughs> that hold on to to put that on the same level, the the amount that like Sasha over enunciates her words and her facial expressions is so gastrously like annoying. Like they're so bad that that would mean like Becky Lynch is over exaggerates her moves and she, she doesn't does do that. no yeah, she does over exaggerates.
1: Sasha does over. that, so people like you, the unintelligent people of the United States. Can understand what she's saying. Wow. She has to speak slower and enunciate for you, dumbasses that can't are open, not bossy. Like. that
0: big ass mouth of hers.
1: Oh, that's just now you're just being ugly.
0: Wow, wow.
1: Now you're just being rude. I'm like, not. there's no need for you to talk about the boss like that. The boss, <laughs> please. It's boss time. I don't hear Michael Cole saying that shit for E.O. Shirai when she comes out.
0: That's because Michael Cole gets a bonus every time he fucking says that word.
1: That's because she's, she's the blueprint. Every time she, you say her every catchphrase, you get a bonus. they tell him,
0: here's your quote for the night. You got to say boss time this many times, and you have to say the big dog. And if you don't say it this many times, you don't get your fucking bonus for the night.
1: Who was your performer tonight for Saturday? We got way off. So
0: term. my performer tonight goes to the same match. Um... And I put my performer of the night as someone who stood out to me further than she's ever stood out before. Uh, My goodness, kind of love Alexa Bliss. Um, She's not my performer of the night, though. Performer of the night is Nikki Cross. I thought Nikki Cross.
1: Now, the last episode here, you were hating on Nikki Cross. No. I have never hated on her work in the ring. You need to go back and listen. Listen. You were hating on Nikki Cross, and I had to talk you out of that shit.
0: No, no. Hold on. Let's get this shit straight. Don't be putting fucking words in my mouth and twists and shit. I was talking about her on commentary, how annoying she was on commentary. That's what I was saying. Her in-ring has always been decent. But her in-ring that night against Kyrie and Asuka was fantastic. I thought she was the breakout star of the night. I was upset. I love Alexa, but I was upset that they gave the, the pin to her instead of letting uh nikki get the pin of course they they did it the night next night and gave her to let her get the win but they should have given nikki cross the the win at wrestlemania because she fucking carried that match
1: you know what i don't like about alexa bliss because for a while there i was starting to get on board with with her when they're not like shoving her down your throat Is she has these like powerhouse moves that she does but she's five foot like a hundred pounds And to women that are bigger than her. Like, she's got that one move where she grabs you by the throat. Like, she's going to choke slam you and, like, hold you down while she's talking shit. It's like, look, bitch, let me go. Like, you're you're the size of a seven-year-old. Like, you cannot overpower me like that. And then she's got that right hand that, like, knocks everybody out. You can't even reach me. Like, how are you going to hit me with a right hand? Did you jump? I don't know. I just, I I, think she uses some. I comments I'm
0: going to leave to myself right now.
1: No, Um, go say. I'll leave those for the after
0: show. Um, But, hey, man. Sometimes, big power comes in small packages. I think I, re- I think I just rebranded Alexa Bliss right there. Leave Alexa alone, man. Sasha
1: Banks is fucking smaller than Alexa Bliss. She doesn't do powerhouse moves, though. She out-wrestles you. She outwits you. She out-speeds Jeez. you. Get Alexa on. Bliss Move is out there on. trying to slam people. Move on. I don't like... Like Tegan Knox. I don't like Tegan Knox choke slamming Raquel Gonzalez off the top. Like know, it doesn't right? even look legit because she's so much smaller than her. I love Tegan Knox like, though. Yeah, but it makes no sense. That's it that's doesn't. that's my thing. It doesn't. Um,
0: but then again, there's a lot of shit that doesn't make sense that they keep doing stupid as
1: fuck. Night two. You'll go first this time. Who's uh, your but, match of the night? <clears throat> your uh the finish you like the most of the night, and your standout performer of the night for night two.
0: Um Looking at this, like this card, Mattson Knight. I I know that people thought it was too long, but I love the Edge and Randy Orton match. Um, there was, I think we saw a lot from Edge that we weren't expecting, and I think it shows that he can go. Um, <clears throat> anytime you have Randy in a match, you I'm on board. Randy's one of my favorite wrestlers. I love the guy. Um, I think he did great. Uh, it, it was there was the one thing I liked about this match is there was a lot of story to it leading up to it and in the match uh a lot of people don't really look at that they just look at the match and oh this goes long yeah there was time where it could have finished um but it it was telling a story and i love that what this match showed us for both edge and randy i'm interested to see what's going to happen for both of them coming out of this but that was by far my match of the night um the win of the night was the street profits I love those guys. I'm glad that they won and beat Garza in theory cuz I can't stand either one of them. Uh, and I love the fact that Bianca came out and had her, had her, had their backs. Took down Zelina. Um, but as, and as far as like uh, performer of the night, uh, this is actually gonna go to the I'm going to go there. Like I'm going to the pre-card. Like I thought Liv Morgan, this was Liv Morgan's best match. And I hate saying this because it's fucking against Natalia. And that might have something to do with it. <laughs> but Here comes I, it think, hate. I think Liv Morgan has been improving a lot since she came back from her hiatus. Um, her her personality, her character, her story building, uh, her storytelling in the ring has gotten better. Uh, and after the feud with Lana, I thought I was like, oh, they're just going to make her do this catfight kind of shit forever. That's not gonna be good. And then they basically buried her in the Elimination Chamber match. Um but I thought that she looked great in the Natalia pre card match. It was it, obviously this wasn't a match you expect to even be at WrestleMania. But when everybody else on the card, although everyone else did, you kind of expect big things and expect things from those on the card. Uh but someone that's she's she's definitely stood out further than, than anyone else did from what, where you expect her to be.
1: So mine you're done, right? I'm sorry. Yes. I was reading what we're talking about next and I can't do two things at once. Um so my match of I would never
0: because usually I would have got the yep. you never know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've got that one. What was what was what was my little phrase I used to say? It didn't was it? something like that. It was I completely like that. agree. That's oh yeah, that's it was, what it was. I completely agree. Um so my match of the night on Sunday Ah, it's One wasn't, I got a tie. One wasn't a match and one was. Uh, I thought Charlotte and Rhea was really good. It was the first time in a long time Charlotte's been in there with somebody that's her size that can just like bully her around, which Rhea did. I didn't really like the outcome as much, but as far as the match, everything that led up to it, I thought it was fantastic. And that will be tied with the Firefly Funhouse match because I just loved everything about it. Like for a second there, I thought I was high. Like, thought, could you imagine if you were
0: that I thought been fanta- like, like- <laughs> some kind of
1: way me and my wife had ingested like edibles from somewhere because we were both sitting there watching it just confused like what the fuck is going on and everything in it just made sense if you went back and watched it again and like pieced the shit together it all makes sense it's just hilariously fantastic the fact that Cena agreed to it and him and Bray worked on it that much like Everything was really good in that. Um, my performer tonight was who I thought was on Saturday, but really on Sunday, and that was Montez Ford and Bianca Belair. And I, I want to throw my boy in there too. Dawkins did good too, oh, so, so I just say, just. can
0: you, can, can you take? Him, how can you not put him in there? Come on. Because
1: when when I think about it, when Bianca made her come back and beat up uh, Zelina, uh, what's my girl's name? Zelina Vega, and Ford comes sliding in, just like looking at her in awe, like. That was the, the moment of the night. Just that little look he was giving her when oh, he was yeah. coming in. Just like. You could hear the guy on. Uh, coming to him. She's your queen to be. Like, you could see that look on his face. And it was. It was hilarious. Um, And then my. What are we looking for? The win of the night. Whoever won that I liked the most. Um, Bailey. You know. That was. I didn't get that one. I did. I'll, yeah. I'll pick well, that. One I, just, you damn well just know what that you, was though. That just because was... you did, I'll pick that one. Why not just go ahead and end? Like, why are we still? Why are we still doing this? Like, I we <clears> talked <throat> about this last week. How you think you thought it was stretching out too long? I thought it was perfect because I thought at Mania we were going to get a decision one way or the other. But now, like, and I like Bayley as his heel. Like, one of the reasons I don't want them to break up. Is just because I think Sasha's better as a heel, but I think Bailey's found her niche as a heel. So maybe that's why. Maybe they wow. just can't decide like which way they're gonna go with it. Um After this really,
0: week. After this week it became very clear how they're gonna go with that.
1: Yeah. I like Bailey as a heel, but I guess that'll be a match and that match was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be too. Um I, I gotta, was a lot I, Lacey I Evans did really well too. in that
0: I, match. I know, right? Like, yeah. she, oh, dude, like, I, personally, I, I think that, like, the ending of that match, like, that last three, that was the best that we've seen from Lacey Evans yep, ever. Yeah, I don't care whether she was against Sasha, whether she was against Charlotte. It, this, she looked the best in this match that yep. she ever did.
1: I think that that might just be one of those things where they brought her up a year too fast. Like, if they would have left her in NXT for another year and then debuted her this year. I know coronavirus and all that's fucking everything up. But if all things are equal and they left her in NXT for a year to kind of get her footing together. But her year on the road, like, doing house shows and shit. It's night and day. Like, you go back and watch that match she had at the pay-per-view against Becky. Or whatever matches she had after that. Even against Natty. It's like two totally different wrestlers from what she did this WrestleMania. So, she could be up there for performing a night too, but yeah. but that was probably my finish of the night that I We
0: gotta, gotta give two shout outs to that night too. Um gotta give a shout out to to Otis. Bringing home Why? that peach. Bring home that peach. Hot
1: damn, lucky motherfucker. Um and then Is that we, even wait, is that even like physically possible? Like think about it. She's like four foot eight. Otis is like four foot wide. Have you, you seen that? Hold on, hold on. Have you seen Thor?
0: From Game of Thrones. Like the guy who plays the mountain.
1: Oh, yeah. Have you seen his wife? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: We're good. I think they're good. I think they're good.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, But we also got to give a shout out because after WrestleMania Night 2, we have a new reigning, defending, undisputed champion. And it's no longer Brock Lesnar. And I don't even i i i didn't want it to be McIntyre. I love I like McIntyre. I am a McIntyre fan, but at the end of the day, all that matters is that Brock Lesnar at this moment does not have that title held hostage, and that's a good thing to be coming out at WrestleMania.
1: I didn't care for either of the world title matches. They were both the same thing: oh, finish move, not, finish, move out, out, out out, finish move, kick out, kick out, kick out, finish move, kick out, finish move, kick out, finish move, finish move, kick out, three count, champion. Like, come on, man. I don't know. It, it was just what annoying. Do you,
0: uh, what do you feel about the dark match after Drew beat Brock?
1: The fact that that was a better match than the fucking match that was on WrestleMania, right? Like, uh, Big Show looked good though. Have you seen his show?
0: I yeah, that, I have put that in notes. I have. I started it the other day. It's a you total like it? dis. It's a total Disney like shot disney film type of like show and i don't know if you know what if i how what i mean by that um it's it just, it's like a show that was pulled off the of Nickelodeon or, or disney channel um but well, that's i, I like
1: it that's where his wife is from right she was on uh <clears throat> she was on one i, I have to ask i don't remember
0: i know she was she was in that 70s show
1: yeah, that's what my wife said too. Because I looked at it, I was like, "She looks familiar." And my wife said that '70s show and like Ricky Dicky Don and something or another that Layla And my daughter comes in the room. She's like, "Yeah, that's the mom from whatever show that was." So yeah, I don't, I don't she's know. got it that Disney shows. that Disney stuff anyway. But it looked funny. Like I've seen the highlights of it. I had I watched the first watched couple
0: episodes, yet. and they're actually pretty good. They're pretty decent. Yeah. Um, I know that like Mick, our man our Mick Foley makes an appearance in it. Um, Somebody else makes an appearance too. I can't remember who it is. Um, I know that um, Steve Urkel, Jalil White, has an appearance in, in the season. Um, but I think it's a fun. I think it's it's a fun, dumb kind of family oriented show. Um, <clears throat> what I what I find annoying about it is that he's a retired wrestler, and this is aired on Friday, and then two days later he's having a match and talking about. How he wants, <laughs> how he's gonna keep wrestling, and I'm like, what the fuck, guys, come on! Is and his name
1: the Big Show in the thing? Yeah,
0: his name is the Big Show. Oh, it's wow. called the Big Show, uh, the big and they show they they, show. they call. It, he's got a fucking WWE title right in the living room, like he is. Which, second of all, he's never fucking even held that title. Let's get that through there. First. Which one? The fucking big the the, the Universal Championship,
1: or the oh, okay. WWE was- Championship. I thought it was the big eagle. I was gonna say, Yeah, he did. No,
0: no, he has the fucking WWE championship in there. I'm like, You never fucking have that title. Uh but anyways, it's a it's a fun show. It's something worth watching, especially with like when you have kids. Um <clears throat> I don't have kids, but it's something fun and stupid to watch when you watch all the other stuff. It's a breakaway, like I've been um I had a Star Wars marathon the last couple of days. I watched Elite the Weapons all yesterday. Ah, um, that's my shit. I was fucking love Lethal Weapon, man. I've been watching those for the last few days. So it was kind of, it was good to like kind of put in the break in there. Uh, but to go back a little bit, you talked about the Firefly Funhouse match. I thought that was a fun match. Because at first of it, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I'm like, oh shit, I like this. And then all the different alternate universes that they input him in. Um, and even you look at the roles they put him in. It was put into roles that were heavily pushed at that time. You know what I mean? So like, if you look at the roles that they put him in, whether it's NWO, uh, whether it was um, Hogan, um, it didn't matter. Like every role they put him in was at that time and era was the person being overly pushed, and that was the point of this whole entire entire match. Um, so I thought it was cool. Um, I'm a big Walking Dead fan, and a couple episodes ago <clears throat> there was a kind of a same kind of thing going on there where they had like an alternate universe for like Michonne um, on there. And just gives a different look and perspective on things. And it kind of went with that, too. So I was like, oh, it's crazy to see, like, what could have been or what, you know, if you would have went a different route, you know, with him. And it's John I John Cena is one of my favorite wrestlers. I don't Wait, is what that, that was, what that was
1: when I watched on The Walking Dead? That didn't even happen? With Michelle, like, two weeks ago? Yeah. Where she got when she captured like, what, by that guy and then they all yeah, broke Negan out and got on the
0: boat. Yeah. Well, no, that happened. That part happened. But while she was in the jail cell... And he like drugged her with the food. She was having like an acid trip okay, and was like reliving everything back through. And from the moment you. she met Rick at the gate to the moment where like Negan came in, all that stuff like that was an all- alternate universe of which she went. Like if she never would have helped Andrea in that kind of situation.
1: I watch uh, Walking Dead much like you watch WWE. Like I fast forward a lot of it when they get to those slow episodes. So I probably missed it. Oh,
0: the season finale um, is tomorrow. Oh shit! It's tonight. It's Sunday. It's tonight. No, it's
1: not. I thought it said coming later this year.
0: No, no. Last no, no. time no, they I announced it. no. They announced. They did the trailer last. They had two trailers last week after yeah. the car after the show. And
1: then it said coming later this year. What? That's what. That that's I what that. I. That's what I saw I saw reports I saw earlier
0: that it was going to be pushed out, but then they showed the trailers and everything for them coming next week. Fuck! Am I wrong? Am I? Oh, am I about to be heartbroken?
1: I think you are, because I remember it saying, after they showed the trailer for the season finale, it said, coming later this year. And I remember being pissed off about it. Like, this is lame. You got that look on your face like it's coming later this year.
0: I was so happy with that trailer, too. <laughs> right? Somebody's, it looks dope. Somebody's returned. I'm like, as soon as they saw the note, I knew what was going to happen. And they show the face. I'm like, son of a
1: this fucking coronavirus is just fucking everything up.
0: I know, because now season like season eleven isn't going to be be filmed until like next year, and they already have that in play, like all the script for that. Anyways, back to wrestling. I'm sorry, I got on a tangent.
1: Well, now they don't have to do that long ass like mid season finale and take three months off. Like that pisses me off about the Oh, they're year. still going to do that shit. Oh fuck that! Fuck them! <laughs> fuck Rick Grimes.
0: Rick Grimes, you know what? What's funny is we're probably gonna get a Rick Grimes movie before we get the next season of, of Walking Dead. Why? Because, because the the first movie of the Rick Grimes series is supposed to. He's got his be. own series. That's why he left. He's making three Rick three, three movies for Rick Grimes for the
1: Walking Dead.
0: And the ending of of Michonne is gonna like, is expected. That that's leading into what's going on in the movie as well.
1: Well, the I Walking Dead. See, yeah. I don't want to see no fucking Rick Grimes movie. Give me a Shane movie. Fuck Shane. Shane's dead. Go back and show me what Shane did from the time the outbreak started to the time Rick came back from a coma. I'll tell
0: you exactly what he did.
1: <laughs> Rick's Taking wife. care of business with Lori. <laughs> Lord, being, daddy to, damn, being daddy to Carl. Lori, that damn Jezebel. She was a whore. Just a straight up whore. Uh,
0: her husband wasn't even dead. They just left his ass there. Yeah,
1: he was in a coma. She's like, oh, well, I guess I'll just give you some Shane you're his best friend I mean it's almost like the same thing right no nasty so my my girlfriend has never finished the
0: series so she like stopped watching it after a couple of seasons so we kind of been like going back and re watching from there too <clears throat> and see we just watched we just watched season six and started seven and part of five but like the other couple like the other day was an episode where, like Rick basically confides in Michonne that um I know I know, she's not my child. My wife had a baby with another,
1: my best friend. I know she's not mine, but I still love that kid. I'm like, oh. Some Rick, was bitch. A bitch. Rick, got hit. Rick was a bitch. Rick was a bitch. Rick is not somebody that would lead me in a zombie apocalypse. Like, I would have shot him a long time ago. Like, that season where he was out fucking planting daisies and picking berries and shit and put his gun away and was like, I'm not going to be violent. You know why he wasn't going to be violent? Because the governor beat his ass. And the governor was like a dentist or some shit like that, or or like a lawyer. And then the guy who, uh, whose wife Rick started sleeping with whooped his ass, and he was like a pediatrician. It's like, come on, he's dude. He was a surgeon. He was a surgeon. <laughs> so he's a damn pediatrician. He's a veterinarian whooping Rick's and then, ass. And then Rick, Rick blew his brains out. <laughs> Rick's like a damn... A uh, um a sheriff. Like he's a law enforcer and all these like white collar people are just whooping his ass in the zombie apocalypse. And some bitch had a concussion for like half a season after that guy whooped his ass. But like, he couldn't go out in the sunlight because he cut his ass whooped so bad. Like Rick was a bitch. Anyway, speaking of the Walking Dead, Nia Jax made her return on Monday night versus Deanna Perrazzo. And I felt so bad for Deanna. Right. She's just the uh first off, she's getting on TV during all this she's making good money so I don't feel bad that way I just feel bad that it's going to be hard she's in like the Santana Garrett role where like she's better than what they got her slotted as so it's going to be hard for her to turn all this negative momentum around but at the same time she is on Monday Night Raw and the the difference there is like
0: Santana Garrett at least getting quality matches and taking the pin but like fuck they could they have squashed somebody's like raw debut any further
1: yeah, like they just. Boy, they, her debut? She's I been mean, on RAW before.
0: Yeah, but not in like a prominent match though. Like they had to come back in Nia Jax's return match. I get they're gonna make Nia Jax look strong in her return, but she looked like a cat playing with her dead mouse.
1: Like, Nia's she, gonna beat Becky once. Uh,
0: she's gonna she's Becky. Or Nia's gonna fuck everybody out right now. She's gonna look over at Tamina and be like, "Hey, bitch, this is how big women get shit done. i ain't gonna take <laughs> Tam- that belt."
1: Tamina. What a waste of fucking TV time that is. Man, she just um, came
0: back from a coconut. Her fucking coconut hideout. Leave her alone. Coconut hideout.
1: So, Nia Jax comes back, dominates Deanna Um Nia's back. She's talking shit. Like, this element, this environment, suits her perfectly. Like, the shit-talking, the squash matches. I do like the return of squash matches also to kind of get people over a little bit stronger. Um... I think I saw you talking to somebody about this.
0: Yeah, I was on our group on our group page. <clears throat> it was uh no, because they're like they commented, "Oh, I love the squash match. It Makes it perfect. Makes these mid 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 card um talent get over and help them look better and stronger." I'm like mid card talent. Last time I checked, Sheamus is like a multiple time world champion. Um, I, I'm okay with squash matches, and I'm okay with enhancement talent. And we've talked about this multiple times over the last month is that they have these people who are continually growing and making their name for themselves but then they, it's like they don't have anything for them. So it's like, oh, we're just going to put you in a squash match. Like they do with Aleister Black. He's supposed to be undefeatable. And he comes out, beats all these, like, these no-namers and then comes out has one decent match beat gets the win and then goes back to jobbing, or beating jobbers. And like he, he had a match against Bobby Lashley and won. He beat Al Paulo Cruz and now we're probably gonna see him be a jobber in the next three weeks it's it's just it's like if either you keep them growing or you don't really with them you know they did the same thing with the AOP. Um, they did the same thing with heavy heavy machinery um, they do things with all these people who are in like on the rise and have titles pictures and they're in the matches and then it's like oh well we're just gonna put you against more sm- smaller talent and I get it it built them up puts them on TV it's one thing but Goldberg had this extensive, unbeatable streak. Half of them weren't against top-tier talent. Let's be honest. A lot of those beats were against jobbers. So it's like, okay, well, if he's yeah, of course he's beating these people. They're fucking no-namers, and he's just beating the shit out of them with a fucking spear and a jackhammer. No shit. If Brock, You know what? If he put these jobbers in a ring with, with Brock Lesnar, he can have the same fucking outcome. But you know what they're not doing Brock Lesnar? They're not having to beat Jobbers. They're having to beat the top talent in the same fashion.
1: Well, everybody's not in Brock Lesnar's league, though. I know like, that. But, Goldberg, but, when he was doing that, he was starting out. He's You don't see Goldberg fighting Jobbers now. Like That's how you get to the upper echelon is you beat the shit out of Jobbers in squash matches, and then you beat main event talent and then your momentum that you built up beating all these jobbers people are like man this motherfucker ain't lost in a while and then you go to beating everybody else Brock Lesnar's past the jobber stage but you know what jobbers are to Brock Lesnar right now? Kofi Kingston Kofi's a jobber to Brock Lesnar you made a point that's
0: exactly the point I'm making you do this to build yourself up to get the name and then you move on to the talent but they're doing that and then they beat somebody on the main roster and then they go back to doing the exact same thing. I feel like that that stalls their momentum, but then it's like you you see it so much like fucking put him in a match with somebody already. I don't need to see Aleister Black beat the the local talent for the 50th time in the last 5 months. Put him against better talent. You
1: well, know see, what Ricochet way-
0: Ricochet came out of that few or that tag team and was fucking he put it in title matches. Aleister Black comes back and he gets one match and then goes back to beating jobbers and then gets one match, goes back to beating jobbers, beats one match. Like what's the point of it? It's, it, it gets to the point where it's like, it's tiring. It's exhausting. Let this person If you're building this person up to be so highly valued, let them be
1: so. Because if everybody that you think is a main event talent or even a upper mid card talent is wrestling other upper mid card and main event talent every week, Somebody's got to lose. So then who's building momentum?
0: Well, right now, the only... I mean, let's be honest. Right now, they're getting two to three matches a night. So really yeah. nobody.
1: So why not squash matches like like Lashley? All right? Alistair Black was fighting jobbers, and then he beat Lashley. You can't have Lashley then turn around and go feud with... Uh, who's the U.S. champion over there? I don't even know who the champs are anymore. It's been so long since... U.S. That.
0: champion... Uh, well, actually, I don't know who... Yeah, who's see? The, Who's the, Who the, fuck champion is the U.S. Right champion? champion. Intercontinental, Intercontinental, Intercontinental champion
1: is uh, Sammy. Sami Zayn. Who's the U.S. champion?
0: Fuck. I don't even know.
1: Andrade. All right, you can't oh, have left right. just. You can't just go have Lashley then turn around and beat Andrade. He's got to go fight a jobber again. And then you can't have Alistair Black turn around and go beat somebody on the other side who's a heel that's coming up the ranks. He needs to but, go back, fight a jobber, and keep the momentum going. If you have all these guys just beating each other, then nobody's important anymore. It's that 50-50 booking everybody talks about. Well,
0: let's be honest. Like, okay, a jobber to Bobby Lashley isn't the same as a jobber to Alistair Black. It's not. You can, you can have, like, Apollo Crews in there being like getting taken a, a pin. Let's be honest. Apollo Cruz is only there to be a pin. They haven't done anything with him besides that. He's right. the kind of person that like Bobby Lashley should be beating like that. Not against the local person you bring in from the local gym. Who's just there to get on the card. I, I get it. It's understandable. But at the same time, it's not believable. Like, come on! You tell me this is the guy that you're going to put up against Bobby Lashley when Bobby Lashley could be fighting somebody else. It doesn't need to be fifty-fifty booking, but you you can build build value in somebody by not having to do that. I get. I know that you start off somewhere, but you progress. You don't stay there. When you stay there, that's when you stalemate, and that's when you plateau.
1: Um. Changing topics real quick. WWE announced they're going to be live programming. I haven't investigated this. I know people are upset about it and everybody's talking shit about WWE. Nobody said anything about how AEW recorded all their stuff. Yes, I know live and recorded are two different things, but wrestling is wrestling. Like you still did it. Is this a Vince call or is this a USA and Fox call? saying no we want live programming like this is what we're paying for this is what we want because guess what there's people that still gotta go to work like me there's people that still gotta pay their rent and mortgage like me that aren't getting a reprieve from COVID-19 so how do we know Fox and USA or both aren't saying look man we're paying for live programming like this pre-recorded shit ain't it the ratings are going down we want live programming so I, I did look into it
0: I was reading some different articles and stuff like that too. Um, I think it is both. It sounds like it was Vince that came out during tapings for SmackDown and said, no, scrap this, we're going to tape live and make it as live as possible. So it sounds like there are going to be some tape segments to it, but there's going to be some live events, and they're going to, it's not going to be a two- and three-hour live card. Um, it sounds like it's going to have some live matches on there, but it's not going to be a full live card like we saw a month and a half ago. Um, they're kind of going to be doing the same thing they've been doing, to what it sounds like, here's the thing, and I read this too, is that, and I think this is where it's going to kind of get dicey, is the fact that one, the governor of Florida hasn't said anything about stopping it, and they're on a lockdown, so that's one thing. Two, a member of the WWE staff tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, now the the reports are coming that the guy's been tested, uh, apparently he was contracted like through his roommate um, and from somebody else that they can both came into contact with. But this was like from like four weeks ago, three weeks ago. It was and, after the
1: mania tapings. And right. So they went and out the to guy's been quarantined with, uh,
0: hasn't been anywhere near it. Right. So I get that. Um, but at the same time. It's like, you guys still gotta be cautious. And I get it. You know, Fox played billions of dollars for this shit. Um, but I mean, they, they got, they're, they, they're putting out, well, you, when you look at it, Fox, all their shows are pretty much going on summer hiatus pretty soon, like within the next week or two. So, WWE is going to be, besides like news outlets, it's going to be the only live broadcast they have for the next four months. So, I think it's a little bit of pressure from them that we want product. Um, but at the same time, I feel it's a little bit of Vince doing it too. And I'm here's the thing. It's. I know that there's the. You know, should they be doing this? Should they not? I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying wrestling. It's giving me something. If here's the thing, like, if I had the opportunity, I'd be at work right now myself. It irritates me that I'm not. Um, it sucks that I'm gonna be. It looks like I'm gonna be out for another month because of the way California's doing shit. Um, I don't know, man. I. I, I know that probably. Not, I mean, the minority that says it's. I, I'm okay with WWE doing it. Uh, I know that Big Show came out and said that they're taking care of them and they're making sure stuff's being monitored as much as possible. Uh, and he, he wants to keep wrestling during the pandemic also. Um, that's one wrestler. Uh, but other than that, like, I don't know, man. It's it does. I get that it doesn't really put a positive spin on the company, but at the same time, they're giving us all something new to watch that nobody else is doing. And we're all stuck at home. What else? Are we, how many times are you gonna watch that same movie or show on Netflix or Hulu or twenty dollar rental you're gonna make before that new
1: movie coming out? Well, like you, like you said, um, Big Show said they're taking care of them, and that's the first I heard about it. The only thing you ever hear about any WWE thing is negative. Like you only hear the negative stuff. I know it. Like nobody knows. Like this shit is new. It's never happened before. So we don't know how to do it. And the safest thing, obviously, is for everybody to just go home. But like I said, my job's not closing down. Every day I leave out of here with a fucking thing, of sanitizer, a mask and gloves on and go out into the world. And that's what I have to do to provide for my family. If your boss tells you, you still got to come to work. then guess what? You still got to go to work. And for whatever reason, who's calling the shots at WWE or Fox or USA, says you still gotta go to work and so that's what they're doing. Um the, to the go positive-
0: like, that, like the before you go on to the next point, <clears throat> like the reason why they're doing it is because in the stay at home like orders, like TV, radio, news, like all that media, that's all considered essential work. So even though it's wrestling, it's still considered essential work because it's T V. Yep. So that's how they're kinda getting away with it. Um. So they're not doing anything. It's not like they're like Vince, like, fuck the government. I'm going to do what I want.
1: Yeah. He's not breaking you know? any laws at all. He's going. As a matter of fact, they're abiding by all the laws and the rules that are put in place. <laughs> and they're having to, like, be inspected and stuff like that. So they're being as safe as possible. Now, you and look about- and look at
0: the WWE. If you've ever been to a live event, they change the 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 mats out after every match yeah so you know it's not like everybody's touching each other and like running around the mats that like everyone else is touched they change that shit out after every match too
1: and that's that's aew also right. but you talked about uh the positive test i was reading about that this morning that person which they never named was an on-screen talent but not a wrestler so you know
0: oh really i saw i saw yeah. it wasn't on screen talent. i saw it was a staff uh, it was a like a staff like a it was a staff no, they, personnel, but it wasn't like an on-screen person.
1: No, what I what I read was on-screen, but not a in-ring performer. Right. I knew it was so it could have, been a, yeah, could have in So it could have been a ring announcer. It could have been anything. And they were Fucking infected log. from going out to dinner with people that are in the medical care field. So first off, that's just one person being a dumbass. Like, I mean, if you go out to dinner with a nurse that's, been in and out of that stuff more than likely they have it or something on them has it and you're just asking to get infected um but they did say that they passed the test two weeks after and they don't have it anymore the whole nine so you know they're they're doing everything they can um should they be wrestling that's a completely different thing i don't think they should but i'm not gonna bastardize them for doing it because like i said i still have to get up and go to work every day along with a lot of other people in america so who am i to say you can't go earn a living exactly what i mean like
0: well (laughs) the government's telling me that i can't but you know that's a different story um but yeah look at that like you're gonna have to work you go work your full shift and you're going even if it's it's you know lower hours and look at the people that are out there what if there's millions of people that watch wrestling what if that you know, Some of us drink, some of us smoke, some of us do other stuff. It's what it is. You watch movies, you watch TV, you read. It doesn't matter. What if WWE or wrestling is the one outlet you have that takes you away from all the stuff that's going on right now? Here's the thing. It's not just physical health that's out there. We need to take a look at emotional and mental health too because that's a big part of this. People are losing their shit right now because you know being cooped up in home is not good for their mental health it's not and some even if it's wrestling i know it doesn't seem like that big of a deal for some people this might be the one night a week or two nights a week that they get some removed from what's going on in the world and having to work and be around all this shit all day long to where they can come home and find that peace and and kind of and here's the thing i'm not gonna lie i, I suffer from certain things and I had an anxiety attack the other day just coming, leaving Target because of the shit that was going on there. And all I went was to get some few items I absolutely needed at home. You know, there's some things you can't buy in bulk for a long period of time because they just don't work and last that long. Uh, and just coming out of it and sitting in my car, it was just like, what the fuck, dude? I, and I'm literally across the street from, from the store. Uh, you know, it's just... You, you. And you can say, oh, well, there's hours and decades of wrestling on on networks and subscriptions. Yeah, I get that, but this person may not like wrestling from the 80s and 90s, or or they don't care for those wrestlers, and they just want to see that life's progressing somewhere, and that's what's getting them to the next day of having to deal with this shit and this hellhole that we live in.
1: And honestly, besides the news constantly talking about it, there's nothing else on live right now. There's nothing else going forward on television. So like you said, you don't want to just sit around watching the news and see how depressing every fucking thing is. You kind of need something that's a distraction. So I, so I get that. Um, let's go ahead and take our final break for 60 seconds. And when we get back, we're going to talk Ronda Rousey, AEW, and wrap up the show. So this is Boot to the Face, episode 82. We will be right back. Welcome back, episode 82. Boot to the Face. This is our final segment of the show. And we got some controversy to get into. A little bit of uh, Ronda Rousey talking that shit again, Marty. (laughs)
0: Yes, Um, she
1: is. I'm going to read this to you. Oh, do you have it because I have it pulled up, too. I saved it. I'm going to read it. Ronda Rousey. Anyone who is outraged by me calling pro wrestling fake fights for fun has never been in a real fight. While you all are tiptoeing around bruising some pro wrestlers' huge soft egos, no one is thinking about all the real fighters you're insulting when pretending that pro wrestling is somehow on the same level of realism yes i understand wrestling 300 days a year on end is incredibly tough on the body and a difficult profession but do you know what would happen if you got in 300 real fights a year you'd be dead end quote there was another quote that preceded that one that i don't have But it was basically her saying she's tired of the fucking fans being entitled and not appreciating her. And why would she risk getting hurt and being away from her family and stuff like that when the fans are shitheads? Now, some of what she said, I agree with, Marty. So let's delve into this. Where do you stand on the Ronda Rousey? She's just crazy. (laughs) And I love it. I love the fact that she's crazy and that she can legit beat the shit out of everybody there. So the the question when it comes down to is, is
0: this her being Rhonda and being real or is it Rhonda being Rhonda to track some heat and momentum for a return? That's yes. where it comes down to yes. either way. I, I think it's, it's smart on her part. Because she's getting heat on it, but at the same time, and I, I think it's fantastic because she, the fact that what she says is not inaccurate. And what she says, she can say because she could back that shit up. Let's be honest <laughs> with that. Um, unless your name's Holly Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Or Holly fucking Holmer, Amanda uh, Nunes. Um, yeah. You know, but other than that, like, she could back think that should shit take, up.
1: I think Misha could probably take her now, too. If she's I, don't done. Think we
0: should, I don't think we should take, take it anymore. I think How we dare taste. you? I'm just saying.
1: Misha Um, Tate was, that was my favorite female fighter of all time. I was so happy when she beat Holly Holm.
0: So, um, yeah,
1: at the same time, it's a lot to unpack.
0: (laughs) At the same time, I feel like she talks about these, these fans and outrage and people. It's like, at the same time, it's like, well, how about you could be so fucking sensitive? Like get over it. You're supposed to be a fucking badass, and you're gonna bitch and cry about what people about what fans are saying. She's talking about how, how fans for Survivor Series in LA were booing her, and you deserve it, and all this bullshit uh, because of what they were saying, and that they didn't appreciate her. Let me get something straight. I was there that night, and I didn't hear that many people booing and and shouting shit out for Ronda. I heard people talking shit and cheering against Charlotte the whole time. I have fucking video. We have posted said video from everyone booing and talking shit during that match for Charlotte. Like it's ridiculous. So I think, and what do you expect? Okay, it's a wrestling universe. People like their fan are, are like their their favorites, and they boo on their their others that they don't like. Um, what do you expect? You expect everyone to be on your fucking on your figure, you know, figurative nuts. Like, come on, get over it. Quit being so fucking sensitive about them hating on you. That's what you're that. When you came in there, that's what you were doing. You were there as a heel. I don't care if you, if you were a face and fine, but you you don't know how to be one way or the other. And at that time you were a heel. People are going to boo you. Get over it. I got to disagree with you. She wasn't a heel at that point. She came in as a face. Hold on, no. But we're talking about at this point at Survivor Series in November. At Survivor
1: Series, she was still a face, really, because she, she didn't was, turn heel Becky, until like a month before. Yeah, WrestleMania. but
0: she was going up against Becky at the time, and Becky was on her was a heel okay. that was being forced that was becoming exactly. a face. That was the. But she wasn't coming off as a heel though. She in was casted as a
1: face, and Becky was casted as a heel. Right. And then when Becky won the Rumble, and shit started getting a little real about a month. Ahead of time, before WrestleMania, Ronda turned heel. Like, the crowd turned on her well before she turned heel.
0: But hold but, on. the During this time, though, they, in the winter, fall winter, like, after Evolution and everything, when they were trying to push Becky as they a They turned on her Evolution. Hold on, hold on. When they were trying to turn Becky into a full-blown heel, it didn't go that way. So by the time survivors came around, people were already looking at Becky as if uh, they, they were cheering her, even though she was a heel. It had nothing to do with Becky, though.
1: We are you talking, are we talking about? we Ronda. They were on two different brands. I know.
0: They were talking about the inclusion. Like, that's the time that Becky got her face pounded in because she attacked and she came into
1: to, to Raw. Right? And Ronda was a face and Becky was the heel. Right. But they were there, The feud was with each other already. And then it stopped because Nia Jax... Don't know how to throw a working punch. Right. <laughs> and not Becky's I'm lights agreed. out. But what I'm and saying then is And they that never got back into anything until the Royal Rumble.
0: Right. Becky the was a heel. After. But she was coming off... But people were cheering her like a face. Where... What Be- does that have to do was, a fe- was a face that was being booed like a heel. It was backwards. Was it not? That's all I'm saying. Is that the it was backwards? The fans are backwards.
1: Yes. The fans are backwards. Okay. That's what the I'm saying. The fans are assholes.
0: That's what I'm saying. So the reason they're booing her is because in their eyes, they see her as the true fate heel... Because they're, no. they're all cheering for Becky at the time. No, but at really Survivor Series in LA, people... they weren't booing for Ronda. I don't care what she says. They were booing for Charlotte Flair. I have fucking video proving that.
1: Well, the thing we saw on the WWE Network was people chanting, you deserve it, and cheering for Charlotte whooping her ass with a kendo stick when nobody ever cheers for Charlotte. Well,
0: yeah, that part they were cheering for. But
1: here's the thing. It has nothing to do with Rhonda being soft. It has everything to do with Rhonda's a hundred percent right in this point. Now we'll talk about some other stuff that she's wrong. She's a hundred percent, right? She's got money. She's rich. She ain't doing this shit for money. She's doing it because she always loved pro wrestling. Just like we all did. The only difference is she's a Olympian. She's a world champion cage fighter. She's the biggest name of women's combat sports So she was given the opportunity to go do something that she always wanted to do. She didn't Brock Lesnar that shit and just show up half the time. She was at house shows. She was at every Monday Night Raw. She She was at every pay-per-view. She was scheduled to do. Exactly. She was at every pay-per-view. And she had 50-50 matches with people she had no business having 50-50 matches with. She did everything she could to get bought into in the world of pro wrestling and people still shit on her. Guess what? If Roman Reigns was rich outside of WWE, he would have told the fans to go fuck themselves a long time ago. But unlike Ronda, he can't afford to do that. There's other wrestlers that would have said some shit to fans that Ronda can afford to say that stuff because she's got income and she's set for life outside of WWE. This There's shit a is cake for Brock
0: her. The reason why Brock Lesnar acts the way Brock Lesnar acts exactly.
1: This shit is cake for her. Like she's already set for the rest of her life. She doesn't live expensive. She lives that farm life like you like. So you know she's growing her own shit, right? You know why she ain't worried about this damn COVID shit. She ain't got to see nobody. Her and her husband for years with the farm that they got. I know that because I watched it on Total Divas. Um, <laughs> so Rhonda's. I don't know. I completely agree with her on this. I think if all wrestlers had the income and wouldn't wasn't worried about getting in trouble and getting fired by Vince. They would say some of the same shit that she's saying. And let's be honest, they kind of do. Like, you hear Seth all the time going back and forth with the fans. Like, this time last year, y'all were on Seth's balls from beating Brock Lesnar, and halfway through, you turned on him. He did nothing wrong, but Fucking do what Jay he was White. told. Huh?
0: Was it Jay White? It was Jay White, right? For what? That's who his feeding with. That's when they started turning on him on social no, media. No, uh, uh, oh, it was Osprey?
1: Osprey, yeah. He did nothing wrong, though. He did nothing wrong for people. If he can get into a Twitter beef with an IWGP wrestler, a New Japan wrestler, and people turn on him, that's stupid. That just shows that the fans are stupid. Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins did nothing wrong to get people to turn against him. Ronda did nothing wrong to have people hate on her from the time she came in. Yeah, she came in, she stole the spotlight, quote unquote. But you know what she did after that? She went to work.
0: Yeah, like, How when you go there, like I know I shit on her, but I wasn't shit on her talent. Like I've always like felt that she deserved to be there. I respect. It's like you know I've gone to that route with, Rock, with Brock Lesnar, but from from her WrestleMania match with 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 Kurt Stephanie and Triple H, fantastic. Uh, I I have never talked negative about her wrestling ability. Yeah, I thought the greatest, but she comes off. Um, what I would uh, the one thing that I always criticized about was her character um and her persona not not her like her personal character but like are you, you going to come out happy or you're going to come out and be a badass like pick one uh cuz it cuz it just messes doesn't mess well and you keep going back and forth and it's just like what the fuck like just give us consistency that's the only thing I ever talked about about against her um cuz I think yeah she I agree with you 100% on every aspect you mentioned um now here's where I'm going to come on to this um I think I think she absolutely agrees with what she said. I don't think Ronda's one that's going to post something just to say it. But at the same time, I think the timing of it all is absolutely plan and strategy. Oh, yeah.
1: She's um, coming back.
0: Th- she's coming back. There's a reason why she was <laughs> she's in Connecticut less than a month ago. We know she's been in Connecticut off and on for the last month and a half. It's, and then after you know, a week after WrestleMania, comments are being made. Come on. And we're not, and then Shayna Baszler's posting and retweeting and commenting on it. Come on, we're not done. Let
1: me, let me, let me rehash something we talked about in segment one. We talked about the difference between Becky Lynch and other female wrestlers about the little stuff she does. I don't know if you saw this. Ronda's talking shit about how she's going to come back and beat Becky Lynch, and Becky at Shayna and says, "Shayna, you better beat me at WrestleMania because you see now that the spotlight's on you." Rhonda's coming back to take it away. And Becky's been playing that up the entire beef for her and Shayna. Like, me and you are alike. Like I work my ass off and Charlotte takes all the spotlight. You work your ass off and Rhonda takes all the spotlight. So she's just stirring the pot with them. So it's like, which way is this gonna go? Is Rhonda and Shayna gonna team up and beat up Becky? Is is there gonna be a little dissension between Shayna and Rhonda when she gets I don't know. It's intriguing as hell though. And I can't wait for all of it to go down, if it goes down. She's definitely coming back, though.
0: So there's also rumors that we may get this soon. Uh, Obviously, probably not. I guess we talked about this last week. We're probably not going to get a Ronda return until there's a live audience. There's no way in hell that Vince is going to blow a return pop without audience for Ronda. There's just no way. Um, You don't have her come in return. She's not Nia Jax. You You don't return her at the Performance Center. Ooh, I'm
1: sorry. Speaking but, of Nioh, go ahead.
0: But then there's also rumors that we may not see her, that this might be a long-ass drawn-out feud, and we may not see her until WrestleMania 37, which is why there's some things that have been pointed out. Survivor Series was a year and a half ago in Los Angeles. There's a reason why people booed her before and after that. There's a reason why she chose that very moment to talk about, because it's all fucking planned out strategically where's wrestlemania 37 fucking la who's what's a better time for her to come back and have a return match fucking wrestlemania in hollywood under the lights <laughs> I, it's like it all writes itself i so i don't think we're we may see her return within the next six months but i don't think we see a match until wrestlemania 37
1: So we talked about how the fans turn on people. It's amazing that Becky's gone 18 months. without. She's lost some fans. I see a lot more hate towards it than I used to. But the fact that she still... Well, we don't know because we haven't had a crowd in like a month and a half. But she was still getting pops when she came out. She was still getting people chanting her name. If they keep the title on her for two years, do you think by that time she will just buy... By sheer volume of title reign, will be a heel like kind of like CM Punk was. Like oh. eventually they'll have to turn her, Absolutely. or do you think it's going to so, get
0: so to the point people are going to want somebody with a different t- somebody but, else in that
1: title. So what kind of Jedi mind trick is Vince going to have to do to get you to want Ronda Rousey to beat Becky? Like, is Becky just going to run through everybody and talk so much shit, people are going to be begging Ronda to come back and whoop her ass? (laughs) That's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be fucking fantastic
0: watching that ride, too, because I want, I have no problem seeing Becky Lynch with that title as a full-blown heel. If they, let's put it this way, if they could make Becky go the route they should have made Roman go, That, that shit would be fantastic TV.
1: I got a little theory about Roman. Also, we need to talk about before we before we. It'd get be down.
0: awesome is if uh, Seth goes on goes down this losing streak, and she fucking just shits on his ass all over. The no, place. then
1: she'd be a babyface big time then, because nobody likes Seth. Remember?
0: No, nah, because I I think eventually Seth's gonna end up back on the face train.
1: I hope not. He's so good at what, what he's doing now. Oh, absolutely. Um, the second part to Rhonda's stuff was. Comparing it to real fights and blah, 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 which I think she goes that route too much. But I also think that makes it a little bit more real, too. Like, she's like, hey, I'm doing this, but y'all aren't as tough as the people that I'm normally getting with. And Nia Jax came out and said that I'm paraphrasing. Basically, she can't wait to get in the ring with Ronda. And regardless if WWE tells her to make Ronda look good. She's gonna do whatever she can to knock her ass out. She will risk her job. She will risk her job for it. And I'm just like "Uh, I mean, where's Nia gonna go? AEW? Like they're they're doing so good with awesome Kong over there right now. (laughs) Like she might want to calm her ass down. Quit as Rhonda said, and to quote the great uh Grand Wizard Hulk Hogan, quit working yourself into a shoot or whatever the hell it's called. Um I don't know. Naya might need to calm down, though. And let's be real. If they get into a real fight, if Naya doesn't land like one knockout punch, I think Ronda will whoop her ass.
0: Ronda's going to put her ass on a fucking stretcher quickly. I don't know, but it,
1: if Naya hits one of them haymakers on her, no, Ronda's lights <laughs> are going out. Her chin ain't that strong. We've seen Ron, that already.
0: Ron, I think Ronda was gonna, is going to be way too fast for Naya. But, All it I takes mean, is one here's the thing if if she doesn't know it's coming well now she knows it's coming but if there's are just in a regular match all of a sudden she catches that receipt Ronda's not expecting she may expect it like okay I gotta keep on my head on a fucking swivel for this shit she doesn't know what's gonna happen you know what I mean and she could be doing a spot and all of a sudden boom just knocks her ass out cold and all of a sudden it's all lights out
1: there's people out there that are complaining like if Ronda comes back like, who even wants her back what does she even do Listen to the excitement that took place on this podcast just talking about what will come back. Listen to, if you go to social media all weekend, that's all everybody was talking about. You might not like her. You might think, oh, she's getting shoved down her throat. She doesn't deserve where she is. She is a star, and that star makes everybody else rise up. And I'll go ahead and say it. Without Ronda Rousey, Becky or Charlotte don't main event WrestleMania. There's no program with either one of those women involving anybody else, not named Ronda Rousey that would have got them to the main event. There's no evolution that happens without her. Guess what? She was gone this year. Did we have an evolution pay-per-view? Nope. So you can hate on her all you want, but the truth is she's a fucking star and she brings the value of the entire women's division up just by her being there. That's why they want her back. Whether you want to see her on TV for those 10 minutes or not is irrelevant. Because everybody else, again, I say this all the time, us podcasters and the internet smart fans and all that, we are so far into the minority compared to who consumes WWE content. So, if you don't like that, go watch AEW or ROH or New Japan. Everybody claims. wait, wait,
0: hold on. You can't watch Ring of Honor or New (laughs) Japan.
1: (laughs) Everybody claims that they're canceling the network and they still got 2 million plus subscribers and all that. So, you know. Whatever. Are we done with WWE? We spent all show on
0: WWE. I think we are. I don't think there's anything further to talk
1: about. Nope. We're not done. I got to talk about Roman Reigns.
0: Oh, that's right. You had that.
1: And this is going to be quick. WWE. Somebody. Anybody that listens to this. You know somebody that works for WWE. You need to give them this little snippet. Turn Roman heel when he comes back. Get rid of the vest, get rid of the shield music, get rid of the boots, get rid of the fucking cocking your wrist before the Superman punch, and just do a Superman punch. Give him a power bomb, get rid of the spear, give him some kind of powerful move, let him talk, let him be himself, and just change it completely. This is the perfect time to do it. I thought. He should have turned the night in Atlanta when he came back and we were all fucking serenading him and welcoming him back. That would have been perfect. He didn't. I understand why he didn't. This time off he's taken, who knows when it's going to be over. Reports say that he's not coming back until the whole COVID thing is over with. That could be a year from now. Perfect timing for him to have a change of character, change in wardrobe, change in everything, something fresh. Just just do it. Put him
0: in a hoodie and a fucking sweatpants, and then come out just like the Usos, dude. I mean, it's not a big change. It's same thing as them, but he could fucking it'll it'll be different and better than what he's doing now. I love Roman Reigns, but yeah, absolutely, it's it's time to change him, heel. Here's the thing: we talked about this for people have talked about it for years that they they should have changed, turned Cena heel so many times, but for what he what Cena does in merch. And goodwill and everything he does, it's just not good for business for Cena to go heel. Even though it would have been fantastic on screen, Roman, as great as he is, as big as he draws, he doesn't pull in the same kind of like same kind of uh, eyes that Cena pulls in. Let's be, let's be real there. Like outside of the WWE, Philip, what's it, Philip, whatever it is, um, he's not pulling in the same kind of thing. So him turning heel. Is not going to hurt anything like Cena turning heel would have been? Him turning heel can be no different than The Rock turning heel or Austin turning heel. It's, it's on that level where it makes his character a million times better.
1: And that concludes our WWE talk. We will spend the last portion of the show talking to only other wrestling company that's going... A E W, Marty, we have a new championship, a second tier championship coming out for A-W. The TNT is the TNT it's the TNT yep. championship, basically a television title. I think there's a tournament going on. Cody just defeated Sean Spears this past week in the first round. Um, this is looking like Cody versus Lance Lance Archer. Hopefully they give us some kind of swerve. How do you feel about the tournament? And <laughs> so, how do you feel about the people that are in the tournament?
0: If we get a swerve on here, do you know how bad that's going to be? Like, if we get a swerve, it has to be on the Cody side. Because, so like, here's the, I, I don't know if you know all the, the, all the entrants. So bracket side one, we have Cody versus Sean Spears. Cody came out the win um, this week. Then we have. Sammy Guevara and Darby Allin. We have Dustin Rhodes, Kip Sabian on the other side, and Colt Cabana and Lance Archer. So if we get a swerve on that side, then it's either going to be Dustin, Kip, or Colt Cabana. I'm sorry. None of those guys fucking do it for me. Whereas on the other side, here's where I think we get the swerve. I think we get the swerve on the Sammy Guevara and Darby Allin outcome. I think whoever wins that one, this would be the perfect time, and we know Cody's been doing it to put one of them over, and I can see them going to heel and putting Sammy Guevara over. Um, but I wouldn't mean I wouldn't mind them putting Darby Allen over and letting Darby Allen go on to beat Lance Archer. Um, but but obviously from from point A, looking at it, it's definitely set it up everything with Cody versus Lance in the finals, um, especially everything going on with Jake. Roberts, um, which, fuck, AEW needs to get, a, you talk about, everyone talks some bitches about the WWE falling back on these old guys, w, AEW loves having the old guys there, and it's like, come on, man, just, don't do it, just stay away from it, but, does anyone bitch and complain about it? No, they don't, because why? It's AEW, um, Anyways, I you know sound yours. like
1: me. You sound like the fans are making you resent like some of the shit AEW is doing.
0: I love AEW. Um, I do I too. Like, I like I like him.
1: them a lot, but the fans are just so annoying with how fickle no- and hypocritical they are.
0: Yeah, but so are WWE fans. AEW fans are just louder. Uh, it's I like think, everything. You know what? It's, it's like everything. The ones that's the, a good the, way to the, put it. What?
1: That's a good way to put it. They're just yeah. louder. They're the ones that yeah. The loud minority. So it probably is more WWE hypocrites, but I don't hear or see them as much as I do the AEW stuff. Mainly smarky people.
0: Um, I like it. I I, I was interested. In, it didn't really, really kind of like show, like put these people in there. Um, I don't think Cody, I think Cody deserves a title, but I don't think this is the one. Um, This is going to be a, mid, this is a mid-card title. I don't care what anyone, this is a mid-card title. So I don't think you give it to Cody
1: here. I think you got to give it to Cody. <laughs> I,
0: like, I mean, I would love to see him with it, but I think this is where they get somebody else over.
1: Um, I was going to say, you got to give it to Cody because he's the biggest star in the company, not named Jericho. Jericho's a star, you know, cause he's a star. Like he's, he's a, fucking, a he's, he's a goat. legacy star. He's goat. Um, But the biggest star in the company before all this was hangman page. Where the fuck is hangman page?
0: He stayed at home drinking his whiskey. What are you talking about?
1: Like, I just thought about this the other day. Like, I haven't seen him on TV throughout this whole thing.
0: Yeah, it's been like two weeks since he's been on TV.
1: He, so he was on TV The last
0: time he was on TV was when the 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 week before... Yeah, because Blood and Guts was supposed to happen two weeks ago. He was on TV before that, the week before. Because that's when they, Matt Hardy showed up. And they were going to do the Blood and Guts. Yeah, because Blood and Guts was supposed to be two weeks ago. And they ended up canceling that. So they ended up not filming it. Because he, he should have been on the card that night. But they ended up canceling the whole event. And then the week after... they You know, they, they, half of them weren't on the, the week after. Like last week. I don't remember. Or this week. I don't know. The Young Bucks weren't there. Cody, was, Cody wasn't Cody was there either. Cody had a, had a, had a taped promo. Uh, oh, no. No, never mind. I was at, he had a match. My bad. I'm all backwards. Um... The the last week that we saw Hangman Page was the week that everything went down and the lockout occurred.
1: I just had a... Okay, where AEW is killing WWE is how they're handling the tapings and stuff like that. You know, not only the wrestlers outside, like, cheering it on. Jericho and Cody on commentary is... Cody was trying to be buttoned up and like professional commentator. Jericho was Chris Jericho, and it was fucking hilarious.
0: It was, like, it was amazing. It was awesome. It was like you said, it was Jericho being Jericho. It wasn't Jericho being Le Champion. It was Jericho being Chris Jericho. Yeah, he had his comments and he you know poked fun and made his negative comments for and heel comments like he normally does. But it, his commentary came off no different. Than that if any interview he has or his podcast, it was Jericho just talking wrestling and that was it. And then he'd have his moments where he'd throw in the Chris Jericho character in it as well, which is why it was so fantastic on the mic.
1: Yeah. He, he, he said so much stuff that just made me laugh out loud. There was one point where, uh, Danny Jordan, who's a wrestler here in Georgia, um, she was out there, and Tony Schiavone goes, there's Danny Jordan getting involved. Jericho goes, who's Danny Jordan? He ought to mind his business. Knowing da- Jericho knowing damn well that it was a woman because I have pictures of him and her like on the same team when they invaded Southern Honor here. Just little stuff like that had me cracking up. Like, he was funny the whole night. He would talk shit about Cody while he was wrestling and then put Cody over as like one of the most dangerous wrestlers out there, like one of the best So, he was really good at selling the people to you, but also shitting on them at the same time without, like, burying them. And I think that's a lost art to make somebody feel bigger than what they are. But, at the same time, to let me know, I don't like that motherfucker. (laughs) I fucking love Jericho. (laughs) Yeah, like, he's good as hell, but I don't (laughs) like him. Like, he's a piece of shit. And so, Jericho on commentary, if he's not going to wrestle, and since he's local there in, in Orlando or in Florida... I think they should put him on commentary with Siobhan. And let me tell you, I Jim mean, there's Ross- a reason
0: why that Jr. and Escalibur aren't there. They can't get there,
1: right? So but no reason they, not to have them, especially when, when Jericho they do being a better come talent. back. And I know people are, are going to shit on me because these Jr. Jr.'s time is past. When when he comes back and he gets on the mic, commentary is going to go down compared to what Jericho's doing right now to Jr mainly because jr don't know anybody fucking name and well, he's just like moves. a yeah and J- jr is just like he's that and, senile old uncle he's just, just old and, and miserable now like i i love jr through the attitude era and through most of his new japan run and listened to his podcast for a while before he just turned into like this old angry motherfucker and it's just it doesn't work for me and that's pretty much just how he is on commentary now um I don't mind Excalibur cause you know, he knows everybody's moves and knows everybody's names. So he's the guy that helps me, the viewer where a lot of these people where I'm not in tune with who they are. He introduces you to him. He gives you info. He gives you background on them, which JR doesn't have. I know a lot of people don't like Excalibur. If you don't put him on TV where the commentator's wearing a fucking mask, then I don't mind it too much. Like I like Excalibur. I love Shivani. Tony's really good. Um, He's yes. still the same Tony Schiavone he was in WCW, just a little older and a little bit more mature. And speaking of Schiavone, Britt Baker in the middle of her match is like giving Tony Schiavone shout outs on She camera. does
0: it every fucking match. My every, God.
1: Every and that match was really like, I'm not the biggest Britt Baker fan. That was
0: her best match to date that ever. Was,
1: for a time I, a- I thought um, Statliner versus Shanna, the match that I saw here in Atlanta was the best women's match? This one went beyond that one. Was it because she broke her nose and was bleeding? Maybe us wrestling fans were sick and we fucking love blood for whatever reason. But that match was really good. The best well, women's Shida match.
0: Was, Shida was good too, though. Like she, she's shes really good. Run. Yeah, she's, she's a, like. There's a reason why she's undefeated right now, and there's a she's, reason why she's number one.
1: She's taking advantage of all this, and she's taking advantage of being one of the local people there that are there every week. And she's putting on solid match week after week after week. And she's just growing on everybody. And I imagine when crowds start showing back up again, if they can hold off and have her beat Nyla Rose in front of a cro- first night, first night, the crowds back Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose and have she beat her roof blowing off. Toxic.
0: So, <clears throat> um, yeah, no, and, and you know we talk about the commentary like Jer- Jericho's fantastic. I've always loved Jericho, um, but when we look at the AEW commentating team, we've we've come to see like the best commentating team they have is when they have um, Tony and they have Excalibur and they have Taz. Like that's their best three. You know when they put Jr. in, it just, it does it, it weighs it down. It's no different than WWE and them having jerry on there and just drags it fucking down jr our king is way past his prompt like there's no reason why the king should be on commentary and both of him and jr are talking this week about how they can't wait to be on tv and they'll be making their return soon Ugh. it's like don't don't just don't how about the both of you guys go and start up a commentating school somewhere in the midwest or south somewhere between doing fucking kentucky that's, like, in between, like, Nashville, kinda, and, and kind of, and Oklahoma. You kind of a little tip right there, a little bit. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's like both of them have been around for so long that they, they are there because of the name and out of a sign of respect. Like, you've done so well for so long. We're going to give you this pass. And it's like, okay, that's cool, but it doesn't need to. There's so much better talent that needs to be on there. We talk about wrestlers. Who need to step away and let the newer talent have their their time? It's no different when it comes to commentating.
1: Mm. Completely, completely agree.
0: Here's the funny thing: people <laughs> are bitching. We'll talk shit about Vince McMahon. And now it's time for him to step aside and let Triple H take over. Those are the same people who are loving the fact that Jr. is still there talking.
1: I think it's very. Like, I'm not the biggest Vince McMahon fan or defender. I just think it's odd when people are like, man, it's going to be so much better when he dies. I gonna wait for him to die and somebody else. Like, really? Right. Wrestling's got you wishing death on a motherfucker? Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, Vince will probably outlive everybody. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. He's like,
0: he's looking back at, you know, the whole, you know. I got balls to side Disney, Walt crooks. Disney having his head frozen so he can be brought back to life when it finally comes out. It's like. Vince McMahon's already solved all that shit. He knows what's happening. He knows. He, he's like be the one motherfucker that comes in on top of this pandemic sitting there all happy that he's still standing.
1: Vince will be the motherfucker that's over 60 years old that gets coronavirus and outlives that shit.
0: Well, he's uh he saw like there's that guy in Oregon who was 104 had oh, coronavirus yeah. and fought it. So two wars and coronavirus. Yep. And he's still alive. He fought it. Vince McMahon just said. Hundred four? Fuck that! Hundred five? Here I come.
1: <laughs> yeah, that guy's a beast. I can't. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I I saw that story the other day. Like, mm-hmm. basically, he's like, fuck whatever life is trying to kill me with. Like, dude's just gonna live to about one hundred and twenty five years old. Um, anything else you want to hit before we get out of here, Marty? It's I know you're not a-, a
0: fan of him, but I gotta say, even though it's like it seems like the same thing from the past, Matt Hardy's promo this week. I loved it,
1: I didn't see. It. I saw his wife bitching about they shouldn't yeah, be wrestling right now,
0: of course when, when doesn't she bitch um no, I mean he was like he went, he was ripping through Jericho he was ripping through the inner circle, um talking shit about j k r talking shit about Sammy Guevara, and the bit about Sammy Guevara
1: was just fucking. Fantastic. I know that held a special place in your heart
0: it did it was fucking fantastic.
1: I don't know how I missed it, um, oh, I know how we didn't even talk about it. EO Shirai wins the ladder match, and she's facing Charlotte now. Ha oh, So, here's the thing.
0: Does does EO take the title from Charlotte? And does Charlotte's first title promo consist of being a 12-time champion?
1: Yes and no. Um, I don't think NXT is counting as a main roster title. I do think, just like all of her title reigns, Charlotte is the quintessential transitional champion. I think EO is going to beat her. I think so. I don't think you can have EO not win the title again. Um, Again, like we talked about with Sheeta and Nyla Rose, this has to be saved till the crowd is there. So Charlotte could be the champion for a month. She could be the champion for six months, but she has to wrestle EO in front of a crowd. And let's be real, when Charlotte's awesome. in there, with, like we talked about earlier, when Charlotte's in there with the upper echelon, her skills shine through. When she's that in there match. with really shitty wrestlers, um, then her clumsiness shines through. That match will be really good. I don't know how short Io is compared to Charlotte, so it'll kind of be like Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte was. Only Io is 20 times better the wrestler than Alexa Bliss is. Also, Gargano beats Champa with help from his wife, Candice LeRae. The main thing I took out of this match was as they were leaving, Killer Cross and Scarlett Bardot were sitting in a car across the parking lot as they were making their escape. That was the biggest story, and this for me. I'm over Champa versus Gargano.
0: So to kind of answer that, Charlotte's like nine inches taller than Io. <laughs> so that,
1: she's that's not, that's I, not as much as I thought. She's the
0: same height as Alexa. I think Alexa's 5'1 also. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to go, I think that that's gonna definitely put EO on a much higher level than anybody else. Uh, we may come out of that match and EO may be coming up as the best women's wrestler in the world., uh, not because Charlotte is and she beat her, but because EO's just gonna be showcased so much higher than she ever has been and than anybody else is. Um Champa Ch- Ch- and Gargano, I've been against this feud from day one. It's just overdone, overplayed, lasted far fucking too long. Um, I hope this is the final outcome of it. But the Gargano and Ciampa match is really what got me... The one part irritated me the most was that... This is where we talk about WWE shortcomings in their production. They're tapings, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna be tapings and all this stuff. That's fine. You're gonna be piecing it together. That's great. You are going to give us a content so we can watch and proc that we'll enjoy. That's fine. But fucking make your shit consistent. There's no way in hell that Candice Lerae had a fucking ladder match, got dressed, went home, <laughs> picked up Gargano, and then drove with him to the performance center for him to have a match in the same ring she just walked out of match after match fucking a come on I they they
1: didn't ride together she left she left early came and had her match and then went to pick him up why wouldn't they just ride together and he just stay there
0: thank you thank you or why not just have him show up before the match started before her match to start the card like that easily could have been the segment that, that started the nxt show that night and then had candace go into her match and gargano go into his it just it's some things like that. There was a couple other things this week. It was like, come on guys, I get it. You're piecing stuff together, but and I'm not a a production you know assistant or production um expert. But you are. They they are. That's what they do. They get paid to produce and build these items and put them together. Why can't they be more fucking consistent and making their storylines fall in place? The way they should, so we don't have bullshit like that happen. You know, it just it's like, come on. There's no reason why the big show Drew McIntyre should be the main event the night after. It's it's stupid.
1: Alright. We've been talking long enough. I know y'all missed us, so we gave you a little bit of extra tonight. Marty, you got any people you want to shout out here at the end of the show?
0: Um, I don't this week, man. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I got to talk to the guys, Talkamania, uh, Dez and J-Bomb. Um, you know, they had us on their show for a post-show, both WrestleMania Night 1 and Night 2. Um, that was some good time. Um, uh, if, you're, if you're not following them, go ahead and give them a follow. Listen to them. I'm sure if you listen to us, you're already listening to them, so that's fantastic. Um, they're doing great content everywhere they go. They they're also doing they have their Patreon where you can see, listen to and watch some of these other shows that they do after after and before events. Um, those shows that both nice that we did were released on there. But hey, man, follow them. They're great guys. They're they're actually people. You know, we have like other shows that we network with and we we consider them you know friends and stuff like that. But when it comes to Talking Mania, Dez and J Bomb, I actually consider them friends. Uh, we talk to them all the time, we've hung out with them in, in New York, um, they're great guys, uh, it's you know, support them listen to the show, and like always definitely appreciate them having us on their show both nights, I know we're a lot to handle, but they, they brought us in two nights in a row, and it can't could can be more appreciative than that
1: I'll go ahead and do a couple podcasts that I like interacting with and that I listen to you already said Talkamania uh, the Meat Boys who always support us, the Irish Whip podcast. I love the East Coast cast with Cam and Travis from PW Torch, uh, the Chick Foley show doing a favor. Who am I leaving out? Am I leaving? It?
0: You you know who I got? You got to get him JD Hoop man. We don't ever shout yeah, him out. Yeah, JD's the man.
1: Oh, he, he does a lot of shit for us. And I'm I'm glad you said JD Hoop because JD. Has done some art for us, but I do want to shout out the maker and creator of our new logo is at Ringside Art. There's a Sting uh, icon that he's got. He drew our logo for us. I told him I would shout it out. I completely forgot about it. I will send you your cards, my man, tomorrow or Monday as I go to work, but at Ringside Art, he does really good work. If you can, if you look at our, um, new icon our new logo I told him I wanted like a belt inspired logo and he went with the NXT tag team title logo I didn't ask him to do that he just did it and I love it um, but if you look at his page he's got some art on there some stuff that he's done for some other guys in the wrestling community he's really good get at him if you need something done at ringsideart on twitter uh, you,
0: know, you know what I love about that design is that it also looks like the, like the the head of like a ring like a badass like I'm a fucking just look at that shit bitch like boom like I want to get a fucking (laughs) ring in that design
1: yeah so shout out to him we really appreciate that I love it now like anytime I log on and I look at that I'm like that's fucking dope so appreciate him appreciate all the listeners I appreciate y'all sticking through if you're still listening to the end of this long ass episode but Wrestlemania was two nights what else are we gonna do should we come back and record tomorrow morning nah we ain't gonna do that (laughs) Uh, we oh, will try to get fine. you some extra content. Don't think
0: I got out, anything though. else to do, but it's okay. Yeah,
1: we'll try to get you some extra content out because Marty's going stir crazy. So, we'll uh, maybe we'll hit up some of those podcasts we were talking about. Do another boot to debate sometime. Sounds like a plan to me. Talk about Ronda Rousey because everybody gets fired up talking about Ronda. You know what? From all the last downstairs. time,
0: after the last time, I'm pretty sure Peter said he'd come in and be the mediator. So we can really get this shit going. So we can yeah, stop all months, those people out there who want to say that was shit was biasly ran.
1: Because I spanked Barry Frost's ass last time. <laughs> all of a sudden, they want to try to say that Marty was impartial. Marty, Baby, I got impartial. my ass
0: beat the week before the time before that.
1: Just saying, we can get Pete to be Pete's another one that I called on Friday to try to get on that Zoom program. Didn't answer the phone either. So I got heat with that motherfucker now too. But for Marty Vasquez, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been episode 82 of Boots to the Face, Santana Garrett's favorite podcast. See you next week. Peace. Later.